Welcome to Dim Sum Mandarin, Lesson 26. Welcome to Lesson 26 of Dim Sum Mandarin, the podcast where you pick up contextual Mandarin in bite-sized chunks. First of all, I would like to apologize for the croaky voice, but I'm nursing a cold as I'm recording this, so hopefully it doesn't get in the way of your learning. We've covered quite a bit of material over the last five episodes, and we hope that you've picked up some useful language points especially different ways to talk about things that have happened in the past. In Module 3, after covering key grammar points for each lesson, there's a conversation between James, Guangxiang, and Li Jing. With this free version of the podcast, we'll go through a summary of the dialogue after listening to it. With the summary, you'll be able to get a sense of what the conversation is about. However, as the dialogues are rather challenging, we suggest that you check out the extended version of the podcast in which we'll go through line by line the vocabulary and grammar points used in the dialogue. To get more information about our premium memberships, please head over to www.dimsummandarin.com. If you have not done so, do click on the subscribe button in iTunes or any other podcast app you might be using, so that new lessons will be delivered to you automatically every Thursday. If you are already a subscriber of Dim Sum Mandarin and have enjoyed the show, we would then like to ask you to please leave us a review on iTunes. Every review gives us great encouragement and will also help to promote the podcast to other Mandarin learners. During the rest of the week, you can also find other like-minded friends to learn Mandarin with in our Dim Sum community on our Facebook fan page. Okay, let's get into lesson 26. In the last five lessons, we've spent a considerable amount of time learning how to talk about past events, actions, and experiences. In this lesson, we're going to switch gears and start to learn an important part of speech called compliments. In Chinese, you can think of compliments as a part of the sentence that adds more information to usually the main verb or sometimes more information to the main adjective. Compliments can do a few things. They can describe how the action is done. They can describe the ability to perform the action. They can describe the result of the action. Or they can also describe where an action is directed. These various kinds of compliments form an important part of the Chinese language that is structurally significantly different from English. As such, We'll go through each type of compliment slowly and ensure that you can understand and use each one of them accurately. For today's lesson, we're going to focus on the first type of compliment called the compliment of manners. That's a big name and for our purpose, we'll simply call it the how compliment. There are two main types of the how compliment and the type we will learn today is descriptive and is used to describe or comment on how someone does an action, or how an action is done. For example, we can say, James 吃得很慢. 
This sentence means, James eats very slowly. We are describing and commenting on the manner of how James eats. That is, very slowly or 很慢. The how complement takes the structure of the plus an adjective or an adjectival phrase. So in the above example, the how complement is the plus 很慢. And the whole complement is placed after the verb 吃. So the whole sentence is James 吃得很慢. Again, that means James eats very slowly. James 吃得很慢. Let's look at a second example. Can you figure out what this sentence means? 他跑得非常快. That's right. It means she runs extremely fast. We have used the how complement to describe or comment on the speed of her running. Here, we see the same structure, the plus an adjective, that is, the plus kuai, and the whole complement is placed after the verb pao. So the whole sentence is, 她跑得非常快. 她跑得非常快. In both the last two examples, the how complement is used to describe or comment on how someone is doing an action. We described how James eats, that is, James eats very slowly. We also describe how a person runs, that is, she runs extremely fast. We also see that in a sentence with a how complement, as in the last two examples, the character te has no meaning in itself, but is simply a structural particle that is used to connect the verb with the adjective or adjectival phrase. We also see that adverbs such as hen and fei chang can be used to pre-modify the adjectives in how complements. Besides describing how someone is doing an action, the how complement can also be used to ask how is something. For example, we can ask how is his English. In Mandarin, we can say 他的英语 this is a straightforward subject-adjective question to which we can answer 他的英语很好 And you would have understood that reply as His English is very good In Mandarin, there's another way to ask How is his English? And we can use the how complement for that That question is 他的英语说得怎么样? So in this question, instead of just asking how is his English, the question is literally asking his English spoken is how. That is terribly awkward in English, but it's a very idiomatic way of speaking in Mandarin. That is, we first have a subject, 他的英语, and we then insert a verb that matches the subject in action. In this case, 说 from 说英语. This is followed by the particle te, and finally the question word 怎么样? That is, 他的英语说得怎么样? 他的英语说得怎么样? And the reply could be, 
。他的英语说得很流利。流利 means fluent, and the reply means his English is very fluent. Note that in this reply, we could have also just said 他的英语很流利。By utilizing the how complement, we are literally saying his English spoken is very fluent, and we add an extra emphasis on the action of the person speaking English. His English speaks very fluently. Let's look at another example to illustrate this use of the how complement. Say you wanted to get some feedback on a particular dish, that is, whether the dish is tasty or not. How would you ask the question? How is this dish? You could ask the question, 这道菜怎么样 This again is the simple subject-adjective sentence, and we have the new measure word 道 for counting dishes of food. And as a reply, we could say, this dish is so tasty, or 这道菜太好吃了。Now let's see how we can also use the how complement to convey the same message. For the question to convey how is this dish, you could also say 这道菜做的怎么样。Again, to utilize the how complement, we have first the subject 这道菜 followed by a verb 做 Coming from 做菜 the particle 的 and finally 怎么样这道菜做的怎么样 Literally, this question in Chinglish sounds like this dish made is how 这道菜做的怎么样 And the reply, employing the same structure, can be conveyed with. 这道菜做的太好吃了。In this example, we see that in the how complement, besides saying 做的很好吃 or 做的非常好吃 where we modify 好吃 with simple adverbs, we can also use an adjectival phrase such as 太好吃了 So that's 这道菜做的太好吃了。这道菜做的太好吃了。Now, in the previous examples, we have formed how complement phrases with verbs that are single character. We had 吃 to eat, 跑 to run, 说 to speak, and 做 to do or to make. Next, we're going to look at how to form how complement phrases if we have verbs that consist of two characters. Let's first look at how to form the sentence. He sings really well. To sing in Mandarin is 唱歌 This verb is two characters, and to form a how complement phrase, we need to repeat the single verb 唱 followed by the particle 的 and then the complement. So he sings really well could be conveyed with 他唱歌唱得很好听 Howting means good to listen to, just as howchi means good to eat. Note that because 唱歌 is a two-character verb, 
We cannot say 他唱歌的很好听 That is wrong. We will need to repeat the single character verb 唱 to form the how complement. So that's 他唱歌唱的很好听他唱歌唱的很好听 If your friend is a terrible singer, we could have also said, 他唱歌唱得非常难听 You would have understood that sentence as, he sings extremely badly. 难 is the adjective meaning difficult or hard, as in hard to do. But it can be used to indicate if something is badly done. So, 难吃 will literally be bad to eat. And so it means unpalatable, referring to food. 难看 will be bad to watch or bad to read. So you will use it to describe a movie or book that is terrible. And in this sentence, we have 难听 which is bad to listen to. So you will use it to describe awful music or singing. So that's 他唱歌唱得非常难听他唱歌唱得非常难听 Let's look at another sentence. Let's say you want to comment on your Chinese teacher's teaching, and if she really puts her heart in when she teaches, the way you would describe her could be, 我的中文老师教书教得很用心我的中文老师 refers to my Chinese teacher, and 教书 is the verb to teach. Again, in this sentence. We see that because 教书 is a two-character verb, when we form the how complement phrase, we need to repeat the verb 教 before we put in 的 and the complement itself. The complement in this sentence is 用心 which literally means to use one's heart, and it basically means to have put one's heart into doing something. Just to emphasize, it is wrong to say 教书的很用心 We have to say, 教书教的很用心 So the whole sentence is, 我的中文老师教书教的很用心我的中文老师教书教的很用心 Now let's look at a slightly more difficult example. Can you understand? 我每个星期天都起得很晚。That means I wake up very late every Sunday. Let's break that sentence down a bit. 我 is obviously I. 每个星期天都 is a time phrase where we see the 每都 structure that we learned in lesson eleven. And the phrase means every Sunday, where 都 stresses that it is every Sunday. Without exception, 起 is the verb for 起身 which refers to getting up. The final bit 很晚 is the how complement that describes the action of getting up, and it is joined to the verb 起 by the particle 的 So the whole sentence is, 我每个星期天都起得很晚
我每个星期天都起得很晚。All the language covered in the lesson will be transcribed in our detailed lesson guides. To receive our lesson guides, you just need to sign up for our premium memberships. For more information, please visit our website at www.dimsummandarin.com. The other minor point we want to learn in this lesson before the dialogue is another way to present someone's point of view. For example, I love to learn languages, and I can say, 对我来说，学语言是很开心的事 That means to me, learning languages is a very happy affair. The new structure in this sentence is 对来说对来说 is a structure to refer to someone's point of view, with the person or persons in question placed in between 对 and 来说 So 对我来说 means to me or for me. 对他来说 means to him or for him. 对老师来说 means to the teacher or for the teacher. The sentence we have is. 对我来说 ，to me， 学语言 ，learning languages， 是 ，is， 很开心的事 ，a very happy matter or affair。对我来说，学语言是很开心的事。Let's repeat that。对我来说，学语言是很开心的事。对我来说，学语言是很开心的事。Now let's see if you can understand the second example. 对中国人来说，吃是很重要的事情。The sentence means, to the Chinese, eating is a very important matter. There are two new words in this sentence. The first word is 重要 or Important, and the second word is 事情 which also means matter or affair. So that's 对中国人来说，吃是很重要的事情。对中国人来说，吃是很重要的事情。And for the third example, we have 对日本人来说。学汉字很容易。This means for the Japanese, learning Chinese characters is very easy. The new word in this sentence is 容易 or easy, which is the opposite of 难 or difficult that we saw earlier in this lesson. Chinese characters were used by the Japanese as early as the fifth century to record their own language. And has survived to this day as part of the Japanese writing system. So, reading and writing Chinese characters is generally not an issue for a Japanese person learning Chinese. So, the sentence is: 对日本人来说，学汉字很容易。对日本人来说，学汉字很容易。非常好。Let's move on to this lesson's dialogue. In this free version of the podcast, we'll go through a quick summary of the dialogue after listening to it. 
for an in-depth explanation of the dialogue, where we'll explain all the new grammar points and vocabulary line by line, we strongly encourage you to subscribe to our extended lessons on our website at www.dimsummandarin.com. Now, let's listen to the dialogue. Adam, 结婚了吗？还没呢。对英国人来说，二十八九岁结婚太早了。中国人一般到那个年龄都做爸爸妈妈了。如果当时他和我一起过来中国，他说不定也结婚了。那当时他怎么没过来？那时我和太太在办离婚。对 Adam 来说，他比较想和妈妈留在英国。你们英国人真的看得很开，离婚以后小孩子也不一定要在身边。对我来说，我也不舍得。但是 Adam 从小就很聪明，学东西学得很快。做事也做得很用心。离婚以后，他一直都很懂事，让我很放心。Let's go through a summary of the dialogue. Guangxiang asks if Adam is married. James says that he is not yet married, and for a British person, getting married at 28 or 29 years old is too early. Guangxiang then comments that most Chinese at that age would already be parents. James then says that if Adam came over to China with him back then, he might also already be married. Guangxiang then asks why he didn't come over back then. James explains that at that time he and his wife were going through a divorce, and for Adam, he felt more like staying with his mother in the UK. Guangxiang then remarks that the British are really open-minded, and that after a divorce. The kids not necessarily need to be by their side. James then says that for him, he wasn't willing to part with Adam. However, Adam has been really smart since young. He learns very quickly, and he puts his heart into the things he does. After the divorce, he has all along been very sensible and has allowed James to be worry-free. Let's have one more listen to the dialogue. Adam, 结婚了吗？还没呢。对英国人来说，二十八九岁结婚太早了。中国人一般到那个年龄都做爸爸妈妈了。如果当时他和我一起过来中国，他说不定也结婚了。那当时他怎么没过来？那时我和太太在办离婚。对 Adam 来说，他比较想和妈妈留在英国。你们英国人真的看得很开。离婚以后，小孩子也不一定要在身边。对我来说，我也不舍得。但是 Adam 从小就很聪明，学东西学得很快，做事也做得很用心。离婚以后，他一直都很懂事，让我很放心。You can subscribe to our premium version, in which you'll learn in depth, line by line, the language used in the dialogue. To assist in your learning, there will be a lesson guide detailing the grammar and vocabulary used, an audio practice podcast with our regular translation exercises, a vocabulary booster to go through the additional vocabulary related to this lesson's topic, and conversation worksheets to consolidate all the new knowledge. Dimsum Mandarin's methodology is simple. Once you've nailed down the key grammar points, 
and the different variations in making your own sentences. You can expand your expressions with our vocabulary booster or pick up new vocabulary using other tools suited to your needs. The important thing is always to learn a language in context so that you will remember better. To find out more about our premium membership, head over to www.dimsummandarin.com. Do let us know if you have any feedback at all by clicking on the email icon on our website. And if you like our podcast, do leave us a review on iTunes as well. We value every single one of your feedback and review and they will help us produce more great content for your learning. Otherwise, 谢谢大家下载并收听我们的播客 In the meantime, happy learning and 下次见! This podcast is a production of the Language Domus. Find out more at languagedomus.com.